the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a My next guest, fascinating man, truly. He's appeared in 46 films. Freshman, any given Sunday, Seabiscuit, but that's not the film you know him for. Instantly a movie star. Also an accomplished singer. He's having a one-night or a one-man experience on October 15th at the Moonlight Theater in St. Charles. You can buy tickets at moonlighttheater.com slash events. He is Gianni Russo. It is the Gianni Russo experience. Gianni, thank you for so much for joining me. How are you? No, thank you for having me, man. This is great. I appreciate it. I have to tell you, I'm a fan of yours for a multitude of reasons. Number one, your generation fascinates me. It's the generation that I think is, is, is really a blessing to be in because you witness the country in arguably the best time. You're a baby boomer, really. And to, oh to see it from that perspective and to take advantage of it the way you did, that's fascinating. Tell me a little bit about the neighborhood you came from and everything uh, uh, when you were young. Before I get into my neighborhood, I didn't know you were from Melrose Park. Are you kidding? Yeah, and my mother's, my grandmother had a, was a Russo. So yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff. Oh, that's wild. I used to go to Yamos. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? Me too. I got thrown out of there a couple Ride of times. Park, all that. No, it was yeah. crazy. It was a great no. town to grow up in. It was, and it, it, these were great neighborhoods to grow up in, and it gave a unique perspective to the kids that did it. You were a little faster. I noticed I was, and I'm sure you were, and that's kind of the part I want to talk about. You were kind of made for this 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 career, weren't you? I, I tell you, I, I'm blessed from the day that Frank Costello paid attention to me, and then he, he introduced me to Tony Accardo. Everybody out there knows who he was. So, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I was very privileged and, uh, and still am at 80 years old. It's crazy. Well, you know what I think, too? It's fascinating to watch society transform. And all of the things that gave our neighborhoods kind of like that mystique, this is what the government does on a regular basis. And it's funny to see because in our neighborhoods, and I'm only half Italian, uh, my mother married a Mudigan. However, he was a good-looking son of a gun. But in, 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 the, in a sidebar, our neighborhoods were because the, the culture that you're from and that I'm a part of wasn't really accepted in society writ large in the turn of the century. They were ostracized. And that society had to come up with unique ways to feed their family. They were not welfare people. So they came up with different ways, and they, they took shortcuts here and there, but they really had a certain integrity to them. And that's kind of the charm and the lure of the Godfather itself, isn't it? Oh, I think so. I mean, a lot of people, like you're saying, were engrossed with it because of mafia, but it's basically a family movie and values that they had to live by to exist. Yes. I wish we had them now. 
exactly. But what's fascinating is now the success of the of the document. It's kind of a documentary, but it's more of a show called The Offer. And you see the struggle inside of arguably one of the greatest. It is one of the greatest movies ever made. And that's something you live through. You live through that struggle. So I wonder what it's like for you to watch The Offer if you have watched it and if you consulted on it. I'm curious. I refused to watch the offer. Then my grandsons were calling me and say, Poppy, they're saying you really hit a woman. And they really exploited me in a way that I don't think at this point, after 52 years, yeah. why would you try to destroy me? The movie's already great. Yeah. What do you need to say that Johnny Russo's a woman beater for? They didn't say Carlo. They said Johnny Russo. Man. Episode eight. I know it well. Really, I you, anyway. know, you know I watched it and I wasn't you know I wasn't focused on that more than the 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 struggle, the tension both politically through the through the neighborhoods through the people that didn't want it made and you lived it so I guess you don't have to watch it but when you lived it no, it, what was what stuck well, you out know, unfortunately if I didn't get involved to get it made I wouldn't be in movie business today and I wouldn't have done forty six films. The fact that, you know, I'm proud of our heritage and we're not all gangsters. You don't have to have a valid end of your name and be a killer. And that's what they were trying to say. And Joe Colombo himself created this. I don't know why. And then we sat down and uh, with Barry Schlotnick, who was his attorney, and we sat with the powers that be of Paramount, which they really didn't exploit well even in the offer and we got this done fortunately but yeah. look at now it's a legacy yeah, absolutely and i'm wondering who do you attribute that to is it francis ford coppola uh you had the pleasure of knowing these guys is it, 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 it is it um is it puzo who exactly do you think is, is... i would have i mean as, as much as I, I knew Coppola well, he's a couple of years older than me at the time. He had a, as much experience on the set as I did. But Mario Puzo wrote a story that needed to be told. The book was already in its fifth print by the time the movie came out. And, you know, something that most people don't know, that film was shown 24 hours a day, seven days a week for months. Yeah. There has never been a motion picture yet. For 52 years, that's ever been shown 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And to me, I think that's a great legacy. Oh, I think it is, too. And I think when you when you look at the, the trials and the tribulations and how many people didn't want the movie to be made, from studio heads to, to, to neighborhood guys and everybody in between, it's really a miracle that it was destined to be made. But when you look at the characters that played it, it's fascinating. I mean, the guy who played Fredo... Everything he touched, he basically won an Oscar until he died. What was it like to interact with Brando and these guys? What was it like? Well, for to me, you know, being a, a young thespian, which I wasn't, but to have Marlon Brando, I'm the only person in the world that could say Marlon Brando was his acting teacher. Yeah. He was so afraid of me failing. We became friends. While Dick Smith, his makeup man, was doing three hours to transpose the young Marlon Brando into the old Don Corleone. He ran lines with me. He showed me little innuendos that you needed to do. And basically that last scene with Michael and I, when he confronts me about, you know, today he straightens out all family business. Yeah. That was all Brando. Brando walked me through line for line. And that I, I, I was 
a friend of his till he died. I was oh, his neighbor actually for a while. That's wonderful, wonderful. I had the utmost respect for him, and and it's funny too. El Pacino at that time was was a theater actor. He re- wasn't really a movie star. What was it like to he work made with one him? movie, Panic in Needle Park, a small movie that Coppola saw his magic. I mean, I think Pacino is brilliant. Yeah, and, and you know the studio has, as we all now know now, because even the the offer. Pacino, they thought he was so weak. They introduced Pacino like they did most of the main characters at my wedding while I was marrying the Don's daughter. Mm-hmm. And they saw him in the army uniform. And Kate, this is not my business. This is my father. I have nothing to do with it. The studio was going crazy. But to watch him evolve into the Michael we got to know, that was brilliant. And you know what comes through? And I don't know if it's true of Nevermind. It, it just seems like. There's a certain integrity in his character, and I think that's what the key to being successful in anything is. And it kind of translates. Oh, yeah. Is is it is it that way when you interact with him? He seems like he'd be the same guy he was in 1976 or 72. Is he that way? He's that way, you know, and I'm very close to the guy, and I don't know how many in your audience realize this. Pacino called me, and we met with Oliver Stone, and the three of us, started to create a movie called Any Given Sunday. Yes. Which we had 38 movie stars, and Pacino played Mike Shanahan. My brother-in-law at the time owned the Denver Broncos. And there I was now involved in another major motion picture. I mean, some of the accolades that I've gotten, I just fell into, but I'm happy to have them. Oh, what a life, though, (laughs) honestly. And, 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 you know, I'm most curious about a guy who... It just seems tragic to me. And that's John Cazelli, as he would be called in my neighborhood. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce yeah. his last name. But yeah. what a what an amazing actor at a time that really, since Brando, nobody really had that kind of presence on film. He was amazing. He doesn't get credit because he died so young. But when you look at his career, what was his personality like? Was he, was he, uh, you know, you know, you know, I have to say one thing that, that showed me as a new actor the the unity of these stars, Pacino, Brando, all of them put him in every movie. During the, during the Godfather, he was analyzed with a brain tumor. Oh boy, that's what. Came- and he had a short time to live. They put him in everything, so he would have money for his kids. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. Now, I'm I'm kind of a film buff. Was Harvey Keitel in that clique? Why do I remember the stories where Harvey Keitel was supposed to get a part in The Godfather and at the last minute didn't? Am I misremembering that, or did I hear wrong? I don't know that. I was I was in privilege. Imagine me. I was the first time on the set. They yeah. weren't even talking to me. <laughs> really? Wait, did it take a while? And, and after they saw you at Brando, I'm assuming that was the wedge that brought you in. You know what the funniest thing was? Well, when we did the rehearsal on 119th Street, we weren't even supposed to look at Brando or approach him. He approached me. And then when I got in his face, because he tried to get me fired, then he thought, no, wow, this kid is brilliant. <laughs> that really turned them all around. Now they all wanted to be friends with me and him. Really? You know, I, was, I was going to the set every day in a 65 Bentley with a Chinese chick chauffeur, and they were in Ford station wagons. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, I heard another rumor that if it's true, I'm gonna, I, when I meet you, I'm already going to give you a cigar, and I can't wait to shake your hand. But is it true 
Marilyn Monroe because that is forget about it. That is the best of the best. Are you were you friends with Marilyn Monroe? I, friends, I was very close friends uh, for four and a half years. I, I fortunately and unfortunately on July thirty first, nineteen sixty two, was with her. That was the last week in her life up in Calneva. And uh, Bobby Kennedy, I'll say it and shout it from the rooftops. Bobby Kennedy killed her. He forced her to have an abortion of a child because he was married to Ethel. And I put it in my book. It's in my book. You know, My Life in the Movie and a Mob. And uh, even the the publisher was saying, we can't say that's not proven. I said, say it. I like it. And we did. That's good. And nobody sued you. And his son is running for nope. president now. So it's a, if you were going to get sued, oh, you'd be sued. Joke. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, you know, it's, it, when I saw that movie, The Misfits, and you look at that movie, right? It's her last film. It's Clark Gable's last film. And I think it's, uh, my God, his name escapes me. The other guy, the other actor, the main actor in it. It's his last film, too. But in that Misfits, she just had that look about her. You knew. Was it a sadness she just carried with her? Or is that something that happened after she toiled with the Kennedys? No, you know what it was with her. And now, what was what we had in common? I was in Bellevue recovering from polio after seven years. I was twelve. Wow! At twelve, they put her family put her in an orphanage in the Valley of California, and she used to look at the water towers of Warner Brothers and said, "I'll be there someday." And I did the same thing. We're looking at the skyscrapers and said, "I'll be uptown someday." And when we met, we met because of Costello. And then, you know, one thing yeah. led to another, and we had so many parallels. But I have to say, I, I, I respect her. She had such a low esteem of herself and didn't realize who she was. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, and everybody took advantage of her. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Tony oh, Curtis, so. Sinatra, Marlon Brando, everybody. Oh, gorgeous women with low, low self-esteem. That was the target. That's the weak elf, elk, let alone Marilyn Monroe. I could talk to you I forever. I look for them myself. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this show, because I, 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 listen, I'm not, I'm not normally in Chicago. I, I go back and forth. I left Melrose Park. I went to Elmwood Park. Then I left to go to Florida. But I'm telling you, thinking about coming back on October 15th. Tell me about it. Well, what it is, I took my book, Fortune is the Bestseller, five years now, and I took you chronologically through the high points and some lows, but the audience is going to experience 80 minutes of my 80 years of life. You're going to meet when I was with Senator John F. Kennedy, when I was involved in getting him nominated as president, I take you to the inauguration. You'll see so much stuff with Marilyn Sinatra. I mean, there's so much American history that takes you through my life and the show I've been doing it now for two years and standing ovations everywhere I go, and I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, it's fun. Well, Gianni, must see. Gianni Russo, I've enjoyed you in everything I've seen you in. It has been a true pleasure. I cannot wait to meet you. Thank you for taking time out of your day, and I look forward to watching you for the rest of our lives. Thank you very much. Thank you and your audience, please. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.